Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Authentic Conversations with Lulu Podcast. Welcome back to those that listen to us every time we upload an episode. And welcome to those that are listening to Authentic Conversations with Lulu for the very first time. Welcome to this community of authenticity, this community of genuine conversation, genuine living and genuine impact. That's all that we are about. Authenticity is the key word. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And I hope that you will enjoy the podcast and keep coming back for more. We truly, truly appreciate your listenership. When you listen to the podcast, it simply means my dream is a reality because it remains a dream if myself as a speaker, I do not have you as a listener. So thank you so much for listening. And I hope this episode, like the others that we've uploaded before, will have an impact in your life. So please follow us on social media on Facebook. I am Lucy Mahlale Raruzwizo. On Instagram is at Mrs. Underscore Raru. And the podcast page is at Authentic Conv underscore with underscore lulu so please just check us out so that you are updated with everything that is happening on the podcast and i'll truly truly appreciate when you do that so (laughs) it's november happy new month happy new beginnings and i hope this month will bring you nothing but joy i hope this month will bring you all the beautiful things and i'm just here to remind you as well that just because it is the end of the year it does not mean that your life will not have any progress um just because it's just only a month left before we go into december two months away from 2022 god can still do a miracle in your life and all i'm saying is that Don't stop believing God and don't stop trusting God with your plans. Don't stop chasing your plans. Do not stop establishing your work. Keep on working tirelessly on your dreams. Even though you may be weary because the the year has been very long, just keep pushing. Give it it that last push. Give it your all and watch God do something for you. Even when people think it's over, it's definitely not over. The year still has so many weeks to go. I say so many weeks because there's so much that can happen in the time that is remaining. Anyway, um, today, um, for those who do not know me, I am married. (laughs) Married to a very wonderful man. I'm so grateful for that man. So tomorrow, the 3rd of November, is our third anniversary so the hashtag is hashtag three on the third we are turning three years in marriage with my wonderful wonderful husband so i am doing an anniversary special i'm so excited i'm so excited about november because we are having an anniversary special i will be hosting a couple that is also turning three years in marriage so i'm going to be interviewing them um hopefully on what will be a three-part special where we can learn just a little about marriage 
godly marriage to be precise you know so even myself today i'll just be talking about a few lessons that i got in marriage for the past three years and i'm doing this because it's my anniversary tomorrow i'm so excited about it and i'm so grateful to god and i think more than anything the reason i'm doing this is because i am very aware that we live in a world that does not have so much faith in marriage anymore you know we do not have such a good uh, picture of marriage anymore and i for one have the best experience in marriage i will not even lie to you and say it's been horrible because it has not been if anything i have experienced the best thing ever i think marriage is the greatest journey i've taken in my life so far there's so many things that i've done but marriage is really one of the best things that i have ever gotten to experience and i just want to thank god and i think i need to put it out there that one of the reasons that marriage is the best thing that i've experienced is the fact that the man i fell in love with is the man that i am married to I did not get married and discover a different human being. Um, the kind man that I fell for is the kind man that I am married to. You know, the patient guy that I, I fell in love with is the patient guy that I am married to. The loving, selfless human being is the one that I am married to. So in a whole lot of ways, I, I can spend the whole day speaking about my husband, but this podcast is not about that. More than anything, I've had the best part of marriage because um, the person that I fell in love with is the person that I am married to. So it's such a beautiful experience to live each day as one with this man so otherwise let's get into the lessons the lessons that i have gathered in marriage in the past three years so the first lesson is that um, commitment and responsibility have the potential to overshadow passion and intimacy in a relationship so in a marriage in particular. So being committed to your partner and having the responsibility of being husband and wife, having the responsibility of a home, having the responsibility of, you know, whatever it is that you do in your home, having all these responsibilities and just the commitment of knowing that listen i'm committed to this person for the rest of my life um now we have to make sure we build a home we have to make sure we like right now you are responsible for yourself you are responsible for your home you are responsible for the groceries for the food for all of this you are responsible for together so the commitment to all of that has the potential to overshadow the passion and intimacy so passion in a relationship would be defined as um, intense longing for somebody so that intense longing that you have for your partner before you get married has is is under threat because of the commitment that you have towards one another the the connection which is intimacy the connection emotionally sexually um psychologically that connection 
can be overshadowed by commitment and this is because now you are more concerned about building the marriage and the home more than it is about satisfying emotion and excitement if i may put it that way because more than anything patience passion and intimacy are more on the emotional and psychological part of things not necessarily on the day to day physical um yeah physical yeah not on the day to day to do list so that 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 passion that you have towards your partner before marriage can be under threat if you prioritize commitment and responsibility more than just relaxing so basically relax do not idolize commitment do not idolize responsibility so much that you are overshadowed so in the 3 years that we've been married we do not have kids but i want to believe that this is where kids also have um have a finger if i may put it that way this is where when people start having children they get committed to their children and then the passion and intimacy with their partner gets uh, it it starts suffering people get committed to their career and building their finances and then the passion and intimacy suffers so in it all in the commitment you have towards your life affairs in the responsibilities that you carry by just being married to one another please be careful not to suffer your your passion and intimacy because one of the things that make marriage exciting for the longest time one of the things that sustain your honeymoon stage because some people will say ah the honeymoon stage will be over really soon no now i believe that you are responsible for sustaining it even though it's very effortless you are responsible about being intentional about you know sustaining the passion and intimacy in your relationship by not idolizing commitment and responsibility so yeah the other thing that i got to learn in the past 3 years is that you marry an individual but you are married into a community so you get married to this one person but you are married or you get married into a community a community of other people a community of his family a community of his friends or her friends a community of her family her friends and you know her, their church whoever that you marry you get married into their family you get married into their church you get married into their friends as well so into a community of their friends family and church even other things you know even their workplace because uh, much as you do not go to work with them whatever that affects them at work they come back with it into the relationship so when you get married to this individual be aware of the communities that they are in uh, that they belong to into the uh, be aware of the communities that they exist in and see how you will be becoming a part of that because you are going to be a part of all those communities so much as we will keep saying that listen your marriage is all about you and your partner 
that in the true essence of things that is not the truth the marriage is not necessarily all about you and your partner the marriage is about you and your partner yes in the sense of your home and oneness and the cultures that you are building together and all of that however as far as daily living is concerned you both belong into communities and by being married to one another it means one to the other community and one to the other community it means your partner is married into your community and you have to find ways of having them you know fit into your communities and they have to find ways of having you fitting into their communities which can be difficult sometimes and this also affects some of these marriages some people find themselves divorcing because all they thought about was getting married to this individual some find their marriages in great storms because all they ever thought about was getting married to this individual and not necessarily um not necessarily the communities that these individuals belong to so um building is not just with this individual building intentionally building that is is with all the communities that the individual that you are married to belong to you when you go into their family you you are going to have to develop your own relationships with those people even though it is his sister even though it is her brother you are going to now have to have a relationship with your brother in law or your sister in law develop a relationship with everybody so that you are part of that community sometimes it becomes difficult close to impossible and it's okay as long as you are not rigid to say that i am not just going to you know develop relationships with these people because the reason i'm saying you marry an individual but into a community when you are a part of the community that your individual belong to it makes it easy for for all of you to just live happily and and continue growing because one of the things that um suffer some marriages and relationships is the fact that the partners will want to isolate their partners because they do not want to belong in the communities that their partners exist in so you just feel that i do not want to be a part of his family therefore arsayagagabo or um i don't want to be a part of her family therefore we are no longer going to go to his place no when you are part of these communities you and getting you you empower growth in your partner because you do not only bring them to a new environment altogether but they come into the new environment along with the environment or environments that have made them the person that they are today because when you meet your partner they were shaped by different environments so if you are going to fall in love with this person that's being shaped by all these environments and you want to grab them out of those environments and bring them into a new environment and still ex- expect the same person you are most likely to not have the same person you fell in love with and that is why some people find themselves suffering you know some people find themselves not growing some people find themselves feeling like marriage is such a prison some people find themselves like oh my goodness marriage 
marriage has isolated me so much. I do not have friends anymore. You know, it's so tough. Adulting is so horrible. One, two, three. So just be prepared to say when I get married to this individual, I get married to the communities they involve in. And please note that this is not to say that you must now accept any and everybody that is also a threat to your marriage no there are people that you will obviously have to distance yourself from because they are such a threat to your family and marriage um and this is something to talk about on another day but today all i'm saying is that you marry this individual that belongs to communities be intentional about belonging to those communities be intentional about building relationships in his communities and still on the issue of communities i also mentioned a church i think one other thing that i have learned in being married is that it is okay as a young couple particularly to drop the churches that you belonged to please 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 hear me well i am not saying that get married and desert places where the lord has planted you guys in all i am saying is before marriage um in most cases um one belongs to church x one belongs to church y so if church x and y does not work for couple z therefore couple z should find freedom in finding a church that works for both of them couple z should have the freedom to find a church that builds their marriage that builds their family that aligns with the values of their family because um couple y i mean person y might have belonged to church y and it worked for them as a single person and person x what belonged to church x and it worked for them you know as a single person but maybe both churches are not working for you as a couple or maybe one church is not working for you guys as a couple feel free to find a church that works for you as a couple this will preserve your marriage you should not be bound by this idea or we have to belong to my husband's church and uh, we have to stay there you should not be bound by what i know um i i strongly believe in the issue of not being a church hopper that mind should not bind you in a church that's not growing you a church that's not preserving your family and your family values you need to have the freedom as a couple to find the church that works for you as a couple and this is something that i don't think is spoken about i'm also yet to explore it to the full and also hear the wisdom of pastors in this way but it is something that i recently observed that a lot of couples suffer their gifts and calls suffer in churches that they get married into and those churches are just not working for who they are but they are stayed in those churches because um it is my husband's church or it is the church we agreed to belong to after marriage if it's not working find a church where you can be planted where you can serve freely where you can give freely because church is all about all of that serving and giving and giving i mean financially not just being there 
you know so you need to be in a place where you are free to give your money you need to be in a place where you are able to give your time you need to belong to a church where you are able to give it your all to give them all of your support so find the freedom of as a couple belonging to a church that works for you as a couple um yeah we'll talk about it as well some other time when i have explored it with pastors and you know otherwise leaders in the kingdom of god just to hear their their opinion on that and maybe even scriptural references so the other thing that i have learned in the past 3 years is that prayer does not only strengthen you for today but it empowers you together as a couple for tomorrow so when you keep your altar of prayer burning daily you know um it it does not only help you today but it empowers you for tomorrow um i will not dwell much on this one because i think it is self explanatory but just to give an example i remember when we got married um we even before we got married we used to pray together daily and all of that and it kept helping us i remember when i i fell sick one year into marriage like sick 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 for death um i remember my husband was such a firm husband in that time like i really thought that time was going to shake him maybe he would even wonder why did he get married to a person that's going to get sick for death so quick into the marriage and all but the prayers that we made together before we got married the prayers that we made together after we got married had empowered us for that season that we were able to stand literally unshaken we were so okay i was sick but things between my husband and i were okay the frustrations that we faced were really health frustrations and nothing else um my health issues because i was sick for a good um i think 7 8 months i think it's even 9 months because i think it's from last year january until towards september i was still very sickly and in those 9 months our relationship was still flourishing the only thing that was suffering was my health and in it all we continued praying and today's prayers kept empowering us for tomorrow and tomorrow's prayers kept empowering us for the tomorrow of tomorrow so do not let prayer um die down always pray with your husband with your wife always pray with your partner for those that are still you know in the process of wanting to get married those that are still dating make prayer a priority not only will it empower you today not only will it strengthen you today not only will it keep you alive and sane today but it will definitely empower you for tomorrow there are so many things that come along the way but when you pray together you are empowered to face whatever storm to face whatever situation also prayer brings about the revelation of tomorrow so sometimes even when tomorrow comes with its shock you are not shocked as a couple because it was revealed in the word and prayer and please never make the mistake of praying without equipping yourself with the word of god 
prayer and the word of God go hand in hand. So always read the word of God and pray. Read the word of God and pray. Pray and read the word of God hand in hand. Do not exercise one and neglect the other. So do it and learn to do it together. It helps a lot. It also helps you guys to be aligned in faith. It helps you guys to be aligned in values. You you consistently believe God for the same things because it's also very, very important or whatever that you believe in, your partner should be believing the same thing. You should not be believing God for a Picanto and your partner is believing God for a Mercedes-Benz. You should be in a place where we are both believing God for a Mercedes-Benz. Our faith is aligned and God comes through in that regard. So where there is no unity even in faith, you know, the Bible says that where there is unity, God commands a blessing. So be united even in faith that when God commands that blessing, he commands a blessing that you believe in together, a blessing that you are longing for together. It should not be uh, something that you are not you are both not into i mean even something like spiritual growth let it be something that you are aligned together what we want to grow spiritually in a year we want to find ourselves in this place we want to see ourselves in this place spiritually let it be that when god commands that spiritual blessing when god commands that whatever blessing that you need it is aligned you guys are believing god for the same thing so um yeah still on the issue of prayer i've also learned that praying for your partner helps you to love them better and experience them better as well as see them as god sees them so it it really just helps you to you are able to see your partner not only from a naked eye you are able to see them for what God is preparing them to do, what God is preparing for them in the spiritual realm. You are able to just see your partner through the eyes of God. You are able to love your partner through the love of God and not just because my partner bought me flowers, therefore I'm excited today and I'm gonna love them for that. No, you are able to just love your partner um, beyond um beyond the passion and intimacy that i spoke about you are able to love your partner even in commitment you are like praying for your partner just helps you to love them as you should if i may put it that way you are able to love them as you should because i always they say that nobody has ever been married to kuriso my husband and nobody has ever been married to me, Lucy. So Kuriso knows when Kuriso when when Kuriso hears the word wife, what he thinks about is Lucy. When I hear the word husband, I what I think about is Kuriso. So the only manner of husbanding that I know is that of Kuriso. The only manner of wifeying that he knows is that of Lucy. So um, loving your partner as you should, you are able to just be the wife that your husband needs and the husband that your wife needs when you pray for them because that is where God equips you to be that which your partner needs and to be, you know, that 
that to understand who they are because loving also comes with understanding what you love or who you love so praying for your partner helps you in that regard and it helps you to experience them better so much that if let me give an example with if you have married somebody impatient and you continue praying for their patience you are able to experience the patience and identify it but when you do not pray for it all you do is your watsanam twaka is so impatient my person my husband my wife is so impatient my boyfriend my girlfriend is so impatient but when you pray for them you are able to see when they exercise the patience you are able to see when they actually you know when they are i don't know when they are being patient when they are being whatever it is that you've been praying for praying for your partner helps you it does not really help them it or, let me say it does not only help them but it helps you to experience them better to love them better and to see them as god sees them so you might be married to a man that ends to rent right but god has god sees your partner as this wealthy person you are able to see the wealth even when your partner is earning to rent you are able to see the profit in your partner before your partner starts prophesying you are able to see your partner as a leader before your partner is even a leader you are able to see them you know through god's eyes god is able to just reveal their journey and purpose to you and that also helps you to align with their purpose you know and that helps them as well as they as they pray for you it helps them as well to align with your purpose and to also be prepared for your journey because there are certain things that need actually everything in life needs preparedness so it it helps them to be prepared for whatever that god will do in your life and it helps you to be prepared for whatever that god will do in their lives and it helps both of you be prepared for what god will be doing with your lives together and you are able to just be able to tap into what god is doing you are able to be aligned with the will of god for your lives as you continue praying for one another and this is something to just put out there that marriage is not a one size fits all it is okay to admire people's marriages it is okay to love certain practices that people do in their marriage but please note that their marriage is not your marriage their marriage will not be your marriage whatever that they do in your marriage may not happen in your marriage and whatever they enjoy may might not be what you enjoy you may see a couple traveling together and think yo when i get married i'm going to travel so much with my partner but you find that when you get married with your partner all you enjoy to do is be in the house watch tv that's what you enjoy and maximize on it so that you cultivate your own marriage you do not cultivate a picture of the marriage that you have in your head so as uh, much as we get into marriage with certain pictures um the danger of that is that each of you may want the other to fit into the picture that you have in your head but the more you understand that the picture that i have on of marriage 
may not necessarily be the, the marriage that I will have will help you to build a marriage that is yours and not a picture that you've had. And I think this is a danger that most people that grow up in the church suffer. Hore. We grow up watching so many marriages that we keep developing the picture, updating the picture. And then when your partner comes, you want them to fit into that picture. And you find that they have a different picture and then there is a clash because you are not fitting into their picture. They are not fitting into your picture and it's difficult to create your own picture. So what this, uh, knowing that one size, it's not a one size fits all, helps you to understand that my marriage is mine. I may admire X, Y, Z in that marriage. I may admire one, two, three in that other marriage. But that does not mean that it is applicable for my marriage and it is productive and progressive for my marriage. Um, you may admire it, but you find that it is not going to work for your marriage. So embrace your marriage as it is because your marriage is built because you as yourself are married to your partner as themselves and your character together will not build what other two characters somewhere else are building. Your characters together will build what only your characters together will build. It will not build what Smang Mang has with Smang Mang. That's why you see some people that, um, this is a little bit weird, but that's why you see some people that, um, how do I put this? Someone that dates somebody that they saw dating somebody. So you see, brother x and brother x is such a loving man to their girlfriend then you snatch them uh, because these things happen right I, I don't know why i'm mentioning this but yeah um you snatch that person from that other person thinking their your relationship with him will be as it was with other person or your relationship with her will be as as her relationship was with that other person and you find you are not experiencing the person that you thought you snatched or the person that you thought left your somebody for you you know this is because in that relationship who they are was also influenced by who their partner was so even in your marriage it's not a one-size-fits-all because nobody has been married to your partner and vice versa i'm speaking in a case where nobody's married to a divorcee it will be different with a divorcee but still with a divorcee um, it will just be like anybody that has dated other people before where you are you've dated other people and you know your relationship with those people is different from your relationship with your now partner so please note that your character in this relationship and your partner's character builds a marriage of its own kind so stop being obsessed with other people's marriages because you are not those people and whatever it is that they are building in their marriages is dependent on their characters their careers their income their everything and you probably do not have all of that that which they have so embrace your marriage as it is and be intentional about growing what you have so the last one um, but definitely not the least is the fact that oneness or being one in marriage does not dismiss individuality and individuality does not dismiss oneness 
So we exist as one, but we lead lives as individuals. So I think the best way to describe this is in a form of careers. So you are married to your partner, they are married to you. You all bring money into the house, but one is a lawyer, one is a doctor. And in their disciplines, one will practice as a lawyer, one will practice as a doctor. But when we get home, we are husband and wife, we are one and we function as one at home. Um, And in the sense, it will be our parenting um, will have to be aligned. Um, Our leadership, say in church, will have to be aligned. In that sense, it does not dismiss the fact that you are an individual there. It does not dismiss that you are an individual there. It does not dismiss that one partner is a speaker, one partner is not. It does not dismiss that um, one partner is this, one partner is that. What it does, it, it, it empowers this and that, and it, it, it allows this and that to exist. I don't know if I make sense, but please note that oneness does not dismiss individuality, and individuality does not dismiss oneness. So we exist as one, but we, live li- we lead lives as individuals. However, as you lead lives as individuals, you still represent your partner. You still represent your husband so much that there are so many things that may happen in life and people may still continue saying one two three one two three it's because you exist as one they may not necessarily address your partner as kuriso udirile one two three or kuriso did one two three that's where people are able to just say no lucy's husband did this and that or Kuliso's wife did this and that. So that's where you understand that we are one, but we lead lives as individuals. So let your individuality not disrespect or dishonor the oneness. However, do not let the oneness dilute your individuality. And it's very easy to do these things when we talk. The greatest part of all of the things that we've spoken about today is communicating everything communicating everything and knowing that not communicating opens the door for assumption and assumption has the power to distract so the greatest distraction tool that you can leave in your marriage or that you can use in your marriage the greatest distraction tool please understand is assumption when you open the loophole for assumption you are just opening a door for distraction in your marriage so when you talk about everything it closes the door your distraction then you are not distracted by anything or anyone so that will mark the end of today's conversation that marks the end of today's lessons i may have more um i may have the next time we speak it could be an interview with the couple i promised or it could be with me and more lessons because i've 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 learned so much i've learned a million like i've learned tons and tons and tons so um please please keep keep yourself um on the podcast there will be so much on relationships and marriage this month in celebration 
of our third anniversary. So thank you so much for coming through. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord sustain you. For those that are in marriages, may the Lord revive your marriages. May the Lord just show himself great. And for those that are still yearning for marriage, may the Lord remember you. You know, may the Lord help you meet a suitable partner for yourself. And may the Lord just bless you with a person that has a heart for you. Because more than anything, we all need that one person that has a heart for us to stick with us until the end. Um, I love you so much. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on those social media pages. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. I love you so much. Thank you for coming.